Well, 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 looky here. It's just the two of us this time. Mr. Miguel Sanchez is away vacationing, but don't worry, folks. It's me and Ed Ball. What do you listen to? This is Punch Drunk Nerd. What is it about? Well, it's about a couple friends talking about nerd shit. And here we are. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about what we're into. And we're going to do a little discussion about Obi-Wan Kenobi. How are you doing, Ed? Great, Luis. I'm excited for this. This will be a this will be a fun one. I, I feel like the dynamic already. It. This is a little bit different now yeah. with that Miguel. It feels different. We gotta ramp up the energy now. I know. We that, gotta bring that Miguel San- that big Miguel Sanchez energy that we're missing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have a couple more whiskeys, uh-huh. and I think I'll get there. I'm gonna get in the right headspace. Here we All go. All right. Let's have some whiskey. That sounds awful. That sounds awful, but. <laughs> I'm not criticizing you drinking, Miguel. I'm celebrating you. We're celebrating, Uh, exactly. We got to get to that level. You take a shot. I'll take a beer sip. Mm -mm -mm. Cheers. Cheers. Now, let's get into the news of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Listen, the first thing we're going to talk about right hot off the press is everyone's talking about it. They're hating it. They're loving it. Who knows? It's Joker 2, okay? There's two big things happening here. One is the introduction of, well, the tease are rumored of uh, Lady Gaga being uh casted for harley quinn and then the second bit of news uh is that this is becoming a musical um i'm seeing a lot of stuff on the internet a lot of different opinions um i don't know ed what what is your take on the situation here um i mean i didn't quite believe it at first and still question yeah though i'm also uh I don't know, almost not surprised in a way. Like, when they announced that, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So my first thoughts are just that Todd Phillips is going to be making a pretty zany, dark musical. Yeah. That's all I can fathom. Um, and whenever I read Lady Gaga, I, my like, before I knew about the musical, I was just like, oh, yeah. That sounds great. I I I'm digging her acting career so far. I think I've actually only seen maybe one of her roles. You saw but, House um, of Gucci, right? House of Gucci, yeah. House that, of Gucci. House House um, of Gucci. Uh, <laughs> you know, I um God. Uh so yeah, I so when I saw um Lady Gaga the first time was an American horror story. Uh, she did a role there, and I yeah. think she won an Emmy for that role as well. And then I saw her in Indeed. A Star Is Born. Um, I didn't yeah. see her in House of Gucci. So with our minds together, we know Lady Gaga's acting career. We know Lady Gaga, and I saw like maybe half of A Star Is Born, and Sarah and I just never went back and finished it. Uh-huh. Uh, not that I wasn't having a bad time with it. Um, I don't know. We just never. Just we were just like, okay, we, yeah, we we. Just yeah, we we knew what it was about. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but I, having that having having said that, like, uh, I mean, I've been sold on Lady Gaga since like yeah. she did like a Sound of Music uh, homage at the Oscars and uh, House of Gucci. She was a lot of fun. She was probably the best thing about that movie. So I think this could be an interesting pairing. I, you know what I. To the dismay of a lot of internet people out there right now, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think uh, I'm not 
against Lady Gaga being cast. I wonder if there are people no. screaming and yelling at this podcast saying, how dare you? But honestly, no. like, what did we expect when Ben Affleck was cast as Batman? What did we expect when, you know, Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman? You know, like, there is all this yeah. uproar about all these people getting cast for these things. And then after it happens, yeah. they're like, I love them. You know, for some people, Ben Affleck is their favorite Batman, not for me. Some people love Robert Pattinson as their favorite Batman. And, you know, exactly. I enjoy... I could, you know, some people find her annoying or whatever, but I mean, I enjoy her performances. I feel like she does it and comes from a genuine place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say, she's very uh, earnest and sincere when it comes to acting, I feel like. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a thing when, like, uh, certain musicians, like, when they make music, it comes from a very genuine and earnest place. So when they make the transition yeah. to being an actor, it's kind of hitting that same muscle group. Um, For sure. And so I don't know. I'm I'm here for it, and I'm interested to see. I think it's so ridiculous and crazy that they're making it into a musical. But I think that's what's yeah kind of so intriguing crazy. Intri that's what makes it intriguing. And I think it could be yeah. a thing where I, I mean I'm, I'm guessing that the direction they're going with is this is in their heads, and they're kind of playing yeah. it out as you know uh, something that almost in, yeah yeah like romanticizing their world. In a, in a way exactly uh almost in the same vein as how uh arthur fleck i think his character's yeah. name was did in the joker he kind of romanticized certain elements anyway i guess because it was a Absolutely. pretty bleak movie like he was living the shit so uh yeah no it could be interesting um and having been so disappointed by the relationship between joker and harley quinn and the suicide squad yes um not that i i adore margot robbie in that role but me too i think underused or not underused more just like misused i guess but um yeah no i think it's an exciting pairing if anything this news has got me more intrigued and more excited about the movie yeah in a weird way and um yeah i just think it i was somewhat because we talked about it last week, I was somewhat honestly dreading um, the potential of a sequel, honestly, because uh, I feel like it didn't really need it. It was a good standalone, and I mean, we talked about this, but also, I don't know, the more times I see that movie, I just feel like, uh, okay, uh, I think at this point, there's a lot of Joker fatigue, I think, if I uh -huh. could sum it up like that. So I'm just, I was wary, but the fact that it could be a musical and kind of lead, lean into the more like really crazy side of the Joker yeah. and introduces Harley Quinn, that's exciting. I, yeah, I um, mean, like, you know, um, you go into it thinking it's, oh, it's going to be another, I mean, this is the thing, it's going to be, it's still going to maintain that dark, dreary tone of it. It's just going to have a little bit of this musical spin. I don't think it's yeah. going to be as musically heavy as people think it might be, and I don't think it's going to be right. what people are imagining it to be, that it's just going to be a complete yeah. bastardization of the Joker. You right. know, I think Joaquin Phoenix, uh, like, you, like you mentioned last week, that he wouldn't join a project unless he was kind of like full on board to do it. So it's like trusting right, the creators. Like it was a, yeah. yeah, and a good script and all of that. And also to those people who are just like, oh no, not a fucking musical. <laughs> I would, I would say go forward because there are those people who would just say no to a musical. I like me a good musical. Yeah, totally. Uh, 
but I just don't think it's going to be what people are thinking when they first think musical. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, think of the bathroom scene in Joker. Yes. Uh, where he's kind of just, like, meditating and dancing out his... Yeah. His, and, uh, I don't know, his, uh, his anxiety or whatever, his anger. And also, uh, the famous, like, him going down the stairs. Very theatrical, but it's all still very bleak. Like, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and stuff like yeah. that. He's about to go kill people. So it's, um, I would say, expect something along the lines of that. That's going to be like weird and zany. I think would be my assumption. But also having those uh, vulnerable dark moments. Exactly. That, that it's a, it's yeah. a dance. It's a dance of tone. But that it's going to be here. yeah, and it'll be uncomfortable. I imagine, yeah. like in certain areas, like especially the cons- uh, the chemistry between those two characters. Um, it could get really weird, and I'm down and, for that. And, and with a Lady Gaga voice, why not voice, go for broke? Yeah, go yeah. go for broke. Mm-hmm. And I'm always here for team for go for broke. Like we're getting the same stuff yeah. all the time. Let's definitely all try something time. different. You know what I mean? Even if it sounds like a bad idea, you never really know until we try it here. And you yeah. know, we don't have a record of these type of movies so far in, in this type of style. You know, we have a record of the DCEU. With you know the Aquaman and the Wonder Woman and yeah. all of this thing, but this feeling and this vibe that we're getting is so new that we need to at least give it a chance. I know people will be yeah. waiting for the trailer, but um, you know, God, what was I going to say about this? Um, oh, with Lady <laughs> Gaga, like, yeah, wait till we get a musical piece from her where it's going to sound like yeah. incredible. You know, she's got quite yeah. a voice, and uh, you know, I I'm yeah. here for I'm here for it. So. I don't think we gave her a shout out for Top Gun Maverick, but she has that song in that movie. At, it's she, in the like, credits, she, right? At the, end, she, at the end credits? Yeah, she wrote, she wrote a song for that movie. I actually never heard that, that song. I think I left before. I wasn't even listening to her singing I, in the back. Yeah, yeah, it kicked up and I was like, okay, that's the Lady Gaga song. And yeah. then, yeah, I left. <laughs> but, but, um, but Miguel is in here. Uh, Ed, do you want to read uh, what he had to say? Yes. We did Miguel, reach out to him. Of course, he does have some thoughts. Here we go. So as much as I, uh, and I'm quoting Miguel, <clears throat> so as much as I'd love to be in the Joker, uh, didn't need a sequel camp, it was obvi, after the Billy, another one was coming. I made my peace with that. There was a rumor that Willem Dafoe wanted to be another Joker who beefs with JP, and I thought that was, <clears throat> that was the meaning by folie adieu. But then Luis hit us with the Harley Quinn possibility. Then Lady Gaga being mentioned as Harley just made sense to me. Again, she has a great she was great in AHS, and even though I didn't see House of Gucci, I was happy to see her acting more. And she could be interesting in this world. But all caps. But fuck me, I do not want a musical. <laughs> Angry face. Yeah. I hope I did that justice, Miguel. Thank you, Miguel. We also polled uh people on the response of whether they were okay with Lady Gaga as, uh, uh-huh. what's it called? Harley. Harley Quinn. And it was a 71% yes, 29% no. So. I like those odds. And you know what? Look for that rating when it hits Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. I'll say that. How people, about that? People are coming the out of the woodwork. 30% will be like, oh, man, yeah, you know it, of course. They're going to be so uh, loud and angry about it. Yeah, oh man. Oh, this is a stick. I just think it's going to be like a weird indie musical. Yeah. Or at least that's what I hope. I I would it would be so bizarre if they just went left field and did like a Hollywood musical. 
Like, I can imagine there being a sequence where it's very glamorized and stuff, yeah. but again, we're talking about two very mentally ill characters. So, yeah, fuck it. I, I love, think it could be I, a love. And I love contrasting tones, too, like things where it's like very hopeful and light, but yeah. it's like a very depressing and sad, um, like underneath, like, uh, subtext to it. And so, if you're yeah. able to flip that switch, and, uh, you know, I'm here. So, Joker 2. Watch out. Here it comes. Whether you like it or not, it made a billy, uh, which I learned today means a billion. I had a... <laughs> we were going, yeah, we we're looking at that text chain, and I was like, what do you mean a billy? And I was like, oh, a billion. A billy. Uh, so there you go. He's like basically talking Cockney at this point, is Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> I did a billy up the AHS and uh, all of that shit. By um, the end of it, we'll all be talking like... Eh. Okay. Uh... <laughs> So one yeah, movie that right. I would love to have uh, a musical to it is Paddington 3. Okay, there's been a title yeah. uh, to Paddington 3. I'm a fan of Paddington 1 and 2. Uh, yep. Happy to hear that there's a Paddington 3. Uh, it's Paddington in Peru. Uh, that's all the update I got on that. So just dropping that in. Uh, it's got a good ring to it. It's got a good ring to it. Another thing that's coming up is Batman Azteca. Yep. Ed, you shared this with us. Um, I did. I just thought, it, like, to add it to the um, grand uh, catalog that is these Batman animated movies. They recently did Samurai. They did uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Right. Uh, why not? Uh, yeah, let's see them all. It's interesting to say the least. You know, I I, I kind of scoffed at this idea. I was like, oh, what what this is madness. <laughs> and you know, you bring what up all do? of these like iterations of batman like batham uh was it gotham by gaslight and they had the samurai one they seem to put batman in different scenarios in time uh there's even a comic yeah. called dark knights of steel where superman and batman are in the medieval time uh and they're kind of going through conflicts there uh here's a here's a premise yeah. of this uh batman azteca aztec uh in the time of aztec empire a young aztec boy experiences tragedy when his father and village leader Guess what happens to him is murdered, of course, no. by Spanish conquistadors. Uh, he escapes uh. Uh, to warn the king and a high priest of imminent danger. Uh, using the temple, the bat god as a lair, he trains with his mentor and assistant, developing equipment and weaponry to confront the Spaniard invasion uh, to avenge his father's death. So, you know, I, I, I just, okay, so this is what's <laughs> happening. Uh, this is what's it called? Um, a deal between HBO Max and oh no, I got the wrong article. <laughs> oh no! Well, I know. Okay, so this is when when I read when I read it earlier, it, it had to do a deal with HBO Max Latin America, and they were planning mm. to release like over a hundred and twenty original content in like the next year and a half. And that by 2023, they were going to release like 70 pieces. I think this is what it is. I don't have the article in front of me again. I lost it. Right. Uh, but to me, that's the craziest news that they're trying to push so much content in a short amount of time. That kind of thing always scares me. Um, I like that they're really trying to push the HBO Latin America thing. But at that pace seems like, again, overly ambitious, the same way that they were for Justice League when they were just like, let's not waste yeah. time building these solo films. Let's just like get to the end point right now. You know? Yeah. For sure. Uh, and also, like, I just, as much as this is a cool idea and is in line with all this stuff, I think it'd be cool to have, like, a, a new hero that's kind of in this vein. Yeah. Um, but again... Like, just create the new hero of that culture. Yeah. 
Yeah, you right? know what I mean? It, yeah. But I, it seems like, oh, Batman's well-beloved. Let's find him and twist him into different ways that fits yeah. the different cultures, you know? But, you know, there is a precedent already set, like you said, that where we have Batman kind of inserted into different points of time and different yeah, cultures. because at the end of the day, he is just like a wealthy man in a suit with some gadgets, Yeah, I guess, is the point. But, um, yeah, I mean... Who knows what they'll have next year? Might. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. So I, I found it. I found the article. Oh, they yes. plan to... Um, so back at, uh, at the time, the streamer revealed plans to produce 50 to 70 HBO Max originals in Latin America, HBO Latin America by 2023. Uh, when we launched more than eight months ago, we promised to launch 100 shows in a year and a half. I think we're on track to deliver that promise. Uh, but also, I will say that this this uh, show is being collaborated with um, like the Spanish language uh, community, and so it will have some sort. You know, it won't just be uh, people who people who are aware of it are doing it. So right, that's the thing. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll check that out. Squid Game Two has been uh, has been announced. I haven't seen Squid Game the first. I've seen one episode actually. Uh, but okay. have you seen Squid Game Two? I have not. I have not seen any of it. Okay. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I have no excuses. They're even making uh, a uh, uh, a game, like a reality TV show about right. the whole thing, too. Which... Yeah. Like, very multi-layered yeah. um, marketing at this point. So, I guess, I mean, if this becomes like a thing, maybe I'll catch up with it. I don't know. I'll probably catch up with it. I feel like now that we got this podcast, like I haven't seen, uh, yeah. what's it called? Um, Succession. Dairy Girls. So, oh, yeah. oh, and Dairy Girls. And then there's another one, uh, show we'll talk about as well later. Uh, but when success, the next season Succession comes out, I'll watch all the episodes. Yeah. Squid Game, I feel like when Squid Game comes out, the second season I'll catch yeah. up on. I mean, everybody was on Squid Game for Everyone. the longest time. I don't know why, how um, I missed it. but And you know what? I I'm not going to go on a tangent here, but there was just, like, one thing I remember that was, like, holding me back from jumping on. It was, like, I read the news that the subtitled version, um, the subtitles yeah. were not accurate to what was actually being said. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and I don't know if that's, like, maybe a thing with all subtitled movies, or it's just, like, a common... Well, issue I know that they, comes up, I know but I, it up. just put me off a little bit. Yeah, it's weird, because if you sometimes get like um you know the dub language and the subtitles at the same time they can be different because obviously yeah. the dubs has to fit the mouth but i think also the the copy of these the captions have to fit a certain time frame yeah as things go on so no that's true that's true uh yeah i don't i mean that's such a nitpicky thing but i that that's just what i recall to what was like putting me off like okay i'll I'll, I'll give Netflix time to fix right. that problem well, <laughs> and hit me up when you do. Exactly. And I'll start watching your shit again. Let the uh, controversy so, yeah. take time to fix the subtitles and then, and then I'll watch exactly. it Exactly. Like, I didn't watch the... Or I did watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus when they didn't have the aspect ratio. Yeah. Correct. Did they fix that? you remember that? Yes, they did. Okay, okay. I believe... Yeah, I believe so. But yeah, like, where, like, whole, like, visual gags were being cut out. Purely because they had had it cropped. That's so wild. So, to me that they did that. Yeah, 
Uh, what will anyway. not be cropped is Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home uh, as it's returning to theaters no, September 2nd. Um, they are quoting here, this is the more fun stuff version, and it's That's releasing right. in celebration of Spider-Man's 60th anniversary in comics. Oh, yeah, and it's the 20th anniversary of Tobey Maguire's debut in the very first Spider-Man movie. Um, wow. I feel like this is a cash grab for that's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of bloated stuff. I mean, they cut the movie for a reason. It's, you know, the way it is because of pacing. Um, right. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll make it into theaters. We'll, I, I may or may not, but I'm not sure. Because we'll, by September 2nd, we'll be going through the whole blockbuster set. And it's, I'll, I'll kind of need a little break um, to kind of reset. <laughs> but I'm interested if yeah. it's going to make its way into, like, you know the a video on demand or something so i can at least catch it that way or just go online and see what people tell me what the differences are you know yeah um september 2nd you know i might still be going into theaters to see four you know oh so, wait september 2nd i assume it'll st- oh okay yeah, yeah it'll still be out right yeah july august september and it's and, possible <laughs> and with a runtime of an hour and 59 minutes for thor love and thunder i mean who wouldn't want to go see that movie again and again and again uh, <laughs> and again <laughs> and again this is the uh shortest marvel movie in five years i was shocked when i was getting tickets now let's talk about the ticket fiasco that i went through here I, uh, I don't know why you do it to yourself, honestly. I, I don't know why I was I mean, doing I it do, to myself. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was trying to get Thor Love and Thunder tickets, if you're following our Instagram stories. Uh, ever since, like, what, 7 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, I woke up, and I woke up in a panic, and I was like, oh, shit, the tickets are on sale. I haven't even uh, attempted to get them. Uh, all the way <laughs> from 7 to 1.30 p.m., uh, I was in lockdown. I couldn't oh go God. through an AMC A-list. I couldn't get it anywhere. I had five windows open. I had my app. I was working. I was trying to get it done, and it wouldn't work. And I just saw the seats slowly, slowly fill up. No. And it was so frustrating until uh, I yeah. finally like uh, texted Sarah, and I was like, my Sarah, and I said, hey, are you free? Can you go to AMC theaters and get us tickets for Thor? Um, and she was a queen and went there and got us tickets and locked it in. Uh, but it was a nightmare. I mean, I had better luck getting tickets for every other movie I've ever gotten. I mean, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. It took me, uh, you know, it was 7 to 10.30. Around 10.30, I got them. And then yeah. for Endgame, um, you know, that big movie, I got it pretty quickly as well. But this movie, for some and reason. And Batman, right? And Batman. And Batman, I was able to yeah. lock down as well. I mean, I, I kind of. I expect all those movies I, I said previously, Batman, Doctor Strange, Endgame, those movies, I'd expect people be going to quickly get it. I don't know why there were so much issues on the AMC servers, <laughs> and even Fandango. Uh, you think they'd be ready for it by now. Honestly. I, and you know what? That's why I keep doing it, because I want to know if AMC is ever going to replace those servers. And if this podcast ever gets big... That's I'm going to use my platform to fix those servers. <laughs> God damn it. All right. But rate AMC us, review us. us, get us more views, and I will use this platform to fix AMC servers. Um, no, but... Uh, have you ever have you ever considered um, just, you know, waiting till the week of that you plan on seeing it and seeing what's available? No. Like, were you, were, <laughs> were you happy 
were you happy with the tickets you got oh yeah oh man i'm thrilled i'm uh so i ended up getting imax tickets this time because that was kind of where i was Ooh. situated and even seeing the trailer having it filled screen was was really nice um yeah yeah so i i'm really happy about it because you know right when the movie comes out, we're in spoiler this I, i've never seen spoilers so bad in you know our current culture like people will release and spoil everything so it's almost to me i want to have a premium experience of course they they're sure. showing it on a billion theaters but uh the limited space for imax and dolby cinema which are my preferred you know viewings yeah. um those go yeah. up quick you know and and yeah you know you have to snatch those tickets early especially if you want to see sure. it uh that weekend um so uh, get rid of the riffraff as it were all those teenagers who can't afford tickets to the imax and yeah. stuff like that uh, that's you right know, i i work true moviegoers exactly. yeah true moviegoers I think every Dolby Cinema screening I went to was full. There's a room full of adults who respected yes. their surroundings. Oh, yes. Everyone yeah. having their oh, whiskey. Yes. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. Everybody, quiet. The movie stuff. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, I could. You could. You could go. I mean, you can go to any like movie theater, and like half of the theater options will be a Marvel movie because they know it's yeah making money. But I don't want to be watching it in a regular theater. I want to be watching it with great sound, great picture, um, you know. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Well, congrats. Uh, one I'm, thing, I'm glad you got them. Thank you very much. Uh, one thing that spooked me a little bit was seeing uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken in Barbie. Spooked you? <laughs> No, but you're excited about this, huh? You saw you saw Ryan Gosling. There's a new image of Ryan Gosling going around as uh, yeah. Ken. Uh, there was already one there. of Margot Robbie as Barbie. Uh, and you'll, if yeah, you go we'll, on YouTube we'll and Spotify, it. uh, it'll be in the video as well. You'll see it. I mean, it is hilariously hilarious. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the bleached hair, the his name on his underwear that's sticking out like Calvin Klein. Actually, but it's I Ken. didn't catch that little business. You, that that what you. Just oh, said. that's yeah. The the little the the little rim. You know I, where all Calvin Klein models have the brand name. Dude, it's just I Ken. thought that just said Calvin Klein. I didn't know it said exactly. Oh, it was Ken. A blink and you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I and like of course like Ryan Gosling's gorgeous body that will put us all to shame. Um. Uh, I'm so. I think this is going to be such a tongue-in-cheek, yeah, movie, uh, and with the cast that it's got, it's, uh, yeah, what a blast! Are are they going to be like? Is this a story about miniature dolls? In I don't know. That's the thing. That's the crazy thing. I mean, because this is very colorful very... landscape. Yes. Yeah. But it could just be her mansion. And Ryan Gosling could just be her boy toy, literally, like, figuratively and literally. Uh, and then, like, on the outside world, everything is chaos or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, man, I just can't stop looking at his abs. It's crazy. <laughs> people people um, lose and- their shit with Lady Gaga as, as Harley Quinn. But when it comes to Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie as a Barbie, people are here for it. It is everywhere. Oh, know? absolutely. Even on the internet. If this doesn't make a billion dollars... You know, I I'm I'm willing to bet, but it might. Right. We'll have we'll have an exclusive <laughs> special episode just on uh, the Barbie, Barbie movie. Hell yeah! I mean, we'll talk about it so much between now and then. 
what's going to happen. Um, you know, Disney released their uh, first teaser of Pinocchio, uh, and yep. it's it's you know it's got Tom Hanks, and I love Tom Hanks. But Guillermo del Toro is also releasing his own version of Pinocchio, uh, starring Ewan McGregor, John Turturro, Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton, Tim Blake. Uh, Ron Perlman, Christopher Wa- Christoph Watts, uh, Bern Gorman, Finn Wolfhard, and David Bradley. And this is uh, not live action. This is stop animation. Um, yes. And it looks great. Live edge pictures are gorgeous. I love that character design. Uh, Geppetto. Yes. Uh, specifically. Like the beard and everything. It's like, it, like it's carved out. Everything's carved out of wood almost. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's um, so. Exactly. Yeah, um, I love that juxtaposition. Yeah, we talked about this. I love the juxtaposition of like, uh, you know, he wants to be a real boy as a wood character, yeah. as a human, but then the humans yeah. look like they're carved out of wood, and I just love yeah. that playful take on that. Um, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Um, yeah, I can't, we we talked about it. I think when uh, we talked about the Pinocchio trailer, yes. I think right. Either that or Guillermo del Toro. Uh, anyway, uh, I was wrong back then. Uh, I didn't realize... I think I said Ewan McGregor was playing Jiminy Cricket in the Disney version, which would have made sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's actually... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing Jiminy Cricket in that one, and Ewan McGregor is in this one. So this is a pretty stellar voice cast. And yeah. again, this is a pretty cool design. Uh, like I, I was kind of excited for this anyway. Guillermo del Toro has been on this project, which I think we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many, many years, he's been working on this one, just like every other project that he's working on. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it just looks cool. The visually stunning. Uh, so I'm sure we can expect a trailer at some point. Yeah, there's a lot of personality behind this. There's a lot of uh flavor behind this that i'm excited for i love Mm. stop animation and there was i was trying to find the stop animation studio that's making this but it's a bunch of people that are working together to do it i think uh is this going to be on netflix too yeah yeah i believe so it's going to make its global premiere netflix in december that is so soon that's awesome um there was that stop animation studio that did a lot of stuff recently the Coraline, and um oh my god what is the name of that company Oh man, uh, yeah, I'm almost embarrassed. Uh, I'm trying to look it up as quickly I know, as me I too. can. Here we go. Ba, 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 da, da, ba. We're looking it up. Uh, I keep wanting oh, to say Ghibli, but Leica. 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 There you go. Yeah, Leica was yeah. on a. They were doing a lot. I, you know, it's funny. I was wondering what they were up to recently. Um, but they've done Coraline. They did Paranorman. Uh, the Box Trolls, Kuba, and the Two Strings. Um, yeah. And so it's been, and they also did contract work for the Corpse Bride and things like that. So I'm all here yeah, for it. Yeah. I'm here for uh, stop animation, and I'm excited. Uh, yes. And then to wrap it, uh, the news, we are going to um, give our respects to Philip Baker Hall, who uh, sadly has passed away at the age of 90, lived a full and uh, incredible life. Um, we have Ed. You you put some movies in here. Uh, hard. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, no, he's just one of those characters uh, who, or character actors who would show up with some of the greatest directors 
uh, even up into his old age, uh, which honestly, like every movie I can think of him in, he was always old. But yeah, uh, he was always great. I mean, he he was in a couple of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. He was in Hard Eight, his first movie. He was like the lead in that one. Um, Magnolia, um, you know, yeah, he was just one of those solid kind of old school American actors who kind of always played it cool. And you have to uh, try too hard. Yeah. 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 And obviously you hadn't seen him much lately, uh, but he, uh, yeah, he was one of those guys where you're just like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. You know, you see him, he usually commands respect in his movies and uh, I, I guess yeah so yeah sad uh he shall be missed well here's what here's to you Philip Baker Hall yes here's the, here's the, cheers. cheers now as we take our drink you might want to take uh another drink as we talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> uh you know it's <laughs> The fifth episode, we're still going, uh, and it's ending. What this is the, the penultimate episode? Um, yeah, you know, I I feel a little underwhelmed so far <gasps> by the whole series. I think as a series as a whole, I guess I came into yeah. it with very high expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard not. It's hard not to. It's hard not to with that, you know, but. What do you? What were your thoughts at? Just because, like, no, no, no. I want to. I want to hear this out because I. I feel like I go on rants yeah. about Star Wars and this show in particular and Mandalorian. I, so I, I want to hear your honest perspective, and I'm, I'll try and draw. You know from what that. it is? Is I don't know if I'm currently getting Disney Plus show fatigue happening, um, because it sure. does feel like Disney Plus shows are can be feel the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes what's happening is that they have a concept and it doesn't get flushed out in the sense where we have this idea. He is a person who is troubled and he needs to get better. We have Leia who is, um, you know, a badass and will get, you know, get out of trouble. But then they leave it at this first layer and then they don't add anything else on top of it it's like a cake with just one layer and there's no frosting yeah there's no you know uh, uh sprinkles there's no nothing in there to add more to it i think that's what i'm missing yeah. right now is just a little bit more nuance and complexity to it uh you know there mm-hmm. was a actually the one big thing that stood out for me in this episode was just reva you know seeing her turn with vader i thought that was like oh here's here's an interesting concept the inquisitor is actually going against vader you know like having something like that kind of made me turn a little bit because it's just like it's a a situation where i can feel the beats coming you know that that's the situation i'm going through i feel the beats coming at me and there are definitely moments when it looks really cool where there are some really cool shots with vader in the ship and you see his reflection happening as they're going towards the planet yeah. like there and then the ships yeah. coming out like there are some cool stuff you get glimpses of it bursts bursts yeah but it's just i'm feeling this is the thing i'm feeling the beats and i wish i wasn't yeah. feeling them so much and that i had a little bit of nuance and surprises i get to see people going through i don't know yeah yeah no i mean i i kind of agree um i feel like 
we are we're literally at a point going into this year where we are jumping from uh star wars to marvel from Dude. marvel yeah. to star wars we like literally back to back we had uh mandalorian the boba fett um moon knight um uh, hawkeye and the, i think they're very much riding on just those two alone those are their like top rated shows yeah. like or you know they they know but like yeah it's gonna get old after a while especially if you don't spread them out a little bit and you look at their schedule going forward you're just like fuck oh. me uh yeah and at, at some point like it, 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 the the viewing is almost just going to feel like an obligation and then just yeah. a tedious one um which honestly for a lot of these shows it kind of is had boba fett not existed <laughs> basically <laughs> Um, we, I think there would have been much more want and, yeah, uh, desire for this show, but to that point, it also just feels like this was an opportunity to delve deep into a character. They have an end game. We know the A to B, it's the fill in between. That's all you have to do. So you yeah. could really, you could really do some fun things, but I feel like making this an episodic mission series once again in Star Wars, where or Star Wars shows, I mean, like Obi Wan is going out to save Leia. Leia gets captured. They both get captured. They have to escape. They have to break out. You know, they have to break out Leia or whatever. And it, which works as like a as like sure to push characters in a narrative. Yeah, but you need something on top like of that to create well, something... some sort of emotional distress exactly that, that's happening in between them some sort of i don't know what well, other... a bit more connected yeah. like hone in on the characters that you're trying to make us care about uh like indira varma's uh tala character mm -hmm. yeah uh i really enjoyed her in the last episode and it was almost predictable that she was going to die in this episode uh especially when like moments before she dies she literally has a conversation with Obi-Wan about her experience with the Empire and why yeah. she does what she does. And it's like, well, okay, you're about to die then. You know, <laughs> it, it, that, that's just like how predictable it became. And like some the of these. You can feel the beats. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the blocking even kind of just like implies what's going to happen at a certain point, you, you yeah. know. Um, it's like relying too much on just plot devices that we're too familiar with like and then hoping to draw the drama from that um however yeah, exactly i mean like you said the show just has had moments for me overall I yeah, yeah, yeah um it's been an interesting ride i kind of almost wish that obi-wan was more central to it I, I think it's become a little crowded with all these other characters, and I don't mind there being like I like the story with Reva, her being the kind of like the wild card villain of this scenario, mm -hmm. and you know where Vader and Obi Wan turn up, but you want to see how she plays a role, and I think finally yeah. we got to see a bit more into that in this episode, but even then she's kind of, she was, uh, kind of thrown to plot armor once again like about anybody else but i remember in the phantom menace when qui-gon jinn got stabbed in the 
torso or the stomach, and the motherfucker died. Uh, <laughs> And that was it. And we were sat like, yes. uh, lightsaber through the, the stomach, you're dead. Um, and yet, here we are with, um, not only does the original Grand Inquisitor come back, uh-huh. after being brutally stabbed in the stomach, uh-huh. uh, but then they clearly, clearly leave Reva very much alive. Yes, absolutely. Like, and if anything, she seems to be getting better the more she crawls around. Yeah. Uh, which I just kind of takes away from that moment. Because I'll say this, I will. I was like very drawn into that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything leading up to that bit, I was just like, okay, they're going to keep doing this back and forth. But yeah, when they finally kind of touched nerves with Reva, kind of yeah. saw the character she was, and what was driving her... It does like make some of her actions earlier on questionable, but I, you know, obviously she's coming from a place of rage and desperate vengeance. Yeah. Um, but um, man, like that moment, that moment where like Darth Vader is coming at her with two blades, mm-hmm. and they they're flashing between her and her child self. I thought that was pretty well done like um moses ingram's face in that moment mm-hmm. was almost like one of childlike fear and innocence mm-hmm. like right before he does it and that transition was like a masterstroke i just wish there was yeah. more to that in this show like we had a flashback of obi-wan and anakin and it just kind of felt purely as like a device to show oh well this is why obi-wan thinks darth vader is not gonna or it's gonna come yeah. right at him kind of thing uh, i i would have rather just like a more powerful and intimate moment between them i yeah. didn't need to see them fight in another like when they were younger like and which seems like reckless training by the way um yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I I don't know. So many mixed feelings. Like I really want to love this show. Yeah, I no, like exactly. I really I like. Yeah, yeah. I like what Obi. Uh, sorry, Ewan McGregor is doing with the character, and like you said, they have had some really cool shots of Vader. Like they're making use of that. And again, like it would have been so much more cinematic in a movie, obviously. But like, yeah, man. Like everything else just seems. Like, it wasn't fleshed out, and they just needed, like, A to B to C plotting. This is this is what I'm thinking of, like, the way that they're pushing out their content so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's that they... It, it, that these creators... I, I believe these creators can do it. It's yeah. just that they're not given the timeline to do it, where yeah. you have Daddy Disney saying, we need this out. Here's we've the already, deadline. Yeah, we've already we promised to, these we, shows. Exactly, and we promised them to line up every month where we release something big. You know, we obviously want this to line up near Star Wars Celebration, so you have to have it done by that time. And they, you know, and so it's like this is the difficulty where we there if we left to it, we'd have maybe a little bit more to it. And I'm struggling with it as well. Like I want to love it, and there are great things of it, and I'll keep watching it. But uh, yeah, I I thought it's one episode left now. I mean, yeah. But that, that's the thing is like you want one of the great things about Star Wars is just how watchable they are. 
but frankly, I haven't felt compelled to go back to any one of these shows. And they're trying to create yeah. these loving characters and storylines, but they're just not hitting those marks of if they're, if they're going to just like template all of these shows to a certain, you know, pattern, it really just takes out the intrigue and the uh, iconography almost. Like if you're relying on the same thing, it's hard for it to get unique in any way. And uh, this yeah. is a series that there is six episodes that didn't have to be any more than that. They really could have delved, delved into some cool things here. And I think uh, they just kind of yeah. chose the easy way. Yeah. I thought when he had the two lightsabers, he was going to pull off that move that he, uh, he did with... Um, Dooku? What's his name? Dooku. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. I the thought head, so, too. Oh. It's, it looked framed up to do it. You know? I was like, damn, I can't believe they're going to take this. Because when Reva was going against Vader, I was like, oh, you have no chance at all. Oh, man, yeah. The, the way that this fight's going, like, you're... You're dead, and I thought they would take that bold move of like just eliminating her. But that would have been like imagine if that had been the closing shot. Like it was new, it was like completely definite that she was gonna die. You saw him bringing his blades down, and then like the flashes between him and his past self, and just like that that look in her eyes that just say "I'm dead" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, obviously we don't know what they're gonna do to. We don't. She'll we don't live. know. What, well, she'll live. Obviously, that's the yeah. thing. It's just like you, so you took. It was like all the red herrings that they gave us in Rise of Skywalker. Like they killed Chewie and then they brought him back. <laughs> they they fucking killed or erased C three PO, and two minutes later he's back again. They want you know, to have these dramatic moments, but not have the, it cheapens the consequences. It. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is a character that they can dispense of. Mm-hmm. You might as well. And like, considering that this particular character tried fucking off both of her bosses, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you kill her? It just doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like, why wouldn't you make sure that was definite? Like, with all the other shit you guys are doing in the show. You don't want to make sure that the person trying to stab you in the back is dead? Like, I don't know. It's, I don't uh, know either. I also, I also don't think uh, that blaster doors that they're using big old cannons to destroy yeah. is, like, like, I don't think you're able to talk, to whisper to the other person on the other side and have a conversation. Yeah. If the doors are so thick that you need a big blaster gun to destroy, I don't think the other person on the side can hear you. Do you remember that scene when Obi-Wan yeah. and her are having a conversation? I was like, He's like what's happening here? Well, at first I thought he was going to use the, like, touching the, the doors. Yeah, but there's yeah. no in- indication that that's what's going on. On her side, anyway. She's yeah. just, like, yelling at the door. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just was, like again, yeah. these plot, and then instantly proves that a lightsaber can cut right through it when they've been blasting yeah. at it for thirty minutes. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess we'll I, get them eventually. I guess... <laughs> just, uh... I guess the idea, if they had to sell it, was that if it wasn't for those big blasters, that yeah. they, they, they I kind of weakened it for the lightsaber. But you're right; it, I did feel that way too. I was like, wait a second, Man, she just stabbed just... right through that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> I will yeah. say, I, I don't know why I was suddenly reminded of this, though. One moment where I was just like, oh, shit, uh, was when, and I know this is kind of like a moment from the game, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. but when Darth Vader stops that ship 
try to leave? Were you, yeah, were you the same way? I was the same. That was see. This is a gem. These are yeah, these little pockets. That was a yeah, gem. Yeah. And man, if that had had a movie budget, that could have been Dude. incredible. Uh, and it yeah. was. It was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. I'm not trying to like diminish every yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that they've achieved with this show. That was a cool moment. That was like a cool Star Wars moment. Um, yeah. And this is yeah. It, it, and just you could feel that. like that's a moment where you can feel the rage of like. Just ripping the shit up, the ship yeah. apart. Like it, it was cool to showcase finally some some kind of power at that level, you know. And so I guess I have a question um, about the ending. Was are we meant to? Are they are they saying that like Reva is going to go after Luke now because of that message that she found? Yeah. Which, I'm still wondering, like, how far are they gonna go? I mean, I don't know. Is one he gonna... episode left. Yeah. It's like, how far are they gonna like pick the? T- I don't go know, back man. and I forth. Just... Like, yeah. And I mean, obviously, again, we know where all of these characters end up, except for characters like Reva and the Grand Inquisitor. Um. I, clearly, I feel like they're setting up for Reva's redemption. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see, because yeah. Miguel Miguel also oh, yeah. said that Darth Maul was definitely going to show up. Remember? No, said I, said that that. I said oh, that. I said that. And, I, yeah, I'm starting to feel... At this point, no. I think the only guarantee that we've got right now... See, man, this is the thing. I had such high hopes for this show. I thought, yeah. like, man, yeah, what if they did, like, get into the gangster underworld and... Yeah, sure. Throw in Vader, too. He could be, like, a presence, like, a looming presence in the galaxy. Maybe they didn't need, like, a actual, con- like, face-to-face conflict. Uh, because, like, yeah, um, but who was I going to say? No, I don't think Darth Maul is going to show up at this point. I'd be very surprised. Um, but we'll for sure see Qui-Gon Jinn. I think that's without question. I think that'd be cool, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think just every time he's, like... Qui-Gon? Master yeah. Qui-Gon? Uh, that, that's definitely got to be building up. It's like, what else, what else is Liam Neeson I doing? I think so, right too. I, I, would, um, I would make it better as well. Um, um, and I, ugh, I don't know about any other characters. That might be it. I had really hoped, like, maybe at one point, if, like, had they done the story better and Obi-Wan was, like, in a deeper conflict or like again trying to contact Qui-Gon and not quite mastering it mm-hmm. go see Yoda man fly off to Dagobah yeah. and uh, go talk to Yoda let's see like one of my greatest Star Wars moments in the last decade oh wine all right here we go mm-hmm. um <laughs> switching it up I ran out of beer so I had this leftover wine <laughs> there you go um but like yeah, one of my favorite moments of recent years was Yoda showing up in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh like that was pure Star Wars. And uh not that I wanna fucking baby Yoda. It, I just wanna see Yoda and ha- them have like a conversation of philosophy and religion and stuff like that. Like, why can't I talk to Qui-Gon like you have mm-hmm. been and stuff like that? Like I've been trying for ten years kind of thing. And, like, we saw Yoda take that journey at the end of Clone Wars, where yeah. he got to that point. 
why didn't we see Obi-Wan go through a similar journey? That could have been a much more character-driven show, but instead they resorted to... It's funny, too, because isn't... Uh, but Because Yoda went to Dagobah to, like... Dagobah's, like, a huge place of... Like, it, ha- it has a lot of... Um, the force essence in there and he he was going yeah. there to like learn how to communicate with with the ghosts and things like yeah. that. yeah so, so it would have been interesting if he, he also went there as well like if this but, were just like a more personal journey and not just a simple obi-wan is going on a mission yeah 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 absolutely well but overall you know, i mean were you happy with that episode i mean i feel yeah, like I think- the last few have been kind of consistent in that like yeah. there's some good moments here and there I think it's like so. it, it's it wants to be that good it's just not quite getting there i'm hoping by episode six we'll get that full <laughs> orchestra ed you i, oh, I was waiting if it was going to even peter out a little bit man but, you know who knows I, I, we'll see you know like some some um, of that like real like tr- like empire trumpets when he's bringing down that ship Dude, Man, yeah, I just, just like Vader boring. that shit. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to see uh, the next uh, episode, obviously, next week. The finale, uh, yeah. The finale. And then we're going to talk. Now we're going to go into our last section. Um, what are we into? Uh, Ed, what are you into this week? Um, that's a good question, Luis. Thank you for bringing that up while I bring up my files. Uh, I've had kind of a busy week. Um, trying to I know, usually make... Miguel is here, who kind of helps, you know, uh, <laughs> buy you some time. Uh, but I do know what you're into because this is the same yeah. thing I was into. Was Barry? Yeah, uh, I, I fin- I've cut up, finished I've it cut today. Up... Wait, you finished all of Barry? Yes, dude. Okay, did you? Well, you know, did you finish I, I, it? I, yeah, I've seen the whole. Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. funny because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is gonna be a short podcast because we can go through it, but we can have a whole another 30, 40 minutes talking about Barry. But we won't do that. <laughs> uh amazing all right well we yeah can, barry, we can get I mean, into spoilers, it a little bit yeah spoilers a little bit for barry uh yeah but, yeah i mean let's go for it talk about no, it in, in a sudden burst uh in the last week i just uh our friend bryce was telling me he was watching it and i was like you know what i watched season one i loved it i don't know why i never watched season two <laughs> i just didn't get around to it excuse me um and uh, so I did. I rushed through season two. I forgot like just how easy these episodes yes, go by. And then, exactly. yeah, I just wrapped up season three today. And uh, man, what a fucking roller coaster! Um, yeah. But yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. I don't think we've talked about Dude, Barry before, but I mean, like Bill Hader. It's like I know he was directing a lot more in this season too, but like this is a man who knows what. We talk about tone, but tone is so important because it reaches and touches you at a guttural, visceral level. But he is a person who understands, like, there is a lot of intention when a shot is being made. You know what yeah. I mean? There, there was a shot of, uh, what's it called? The actor Sarah, but um, she made the Joplin sh- series. Sa- she was Sally. getting upset. Sally. Sally, Sally yeah. was getting upset about something. And the way that they composed it where she slowly backed up <laughs> into darkness and she was completely engulfed in black. Yeah. Uh, the end of the episode this last season when the lion attacks. I'm sorry, I'm being so vague if you don't know what I'm talking no, about. Sure. But that what I'm saying not... is that the yeah. way that he communicates with camera movements and pacing, uh, you know, shot compositions, coloring, and staging, yeah. he is. It's very intentional, and he is clearly communicating something 
in every facet of like uh, filmmaking, you know, wardrobe, like again, pacing, composition, the uh, the the color tone, the yeah. the camera movements, like they all have something to say. And the set pieces, like you know, when we talk about set pieces, they're always like action pieces. But you know, in this show, they have like these good solid bits that are just really well done. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a great chase sequence. There was a great like line the sequence. Motorcycle sequence. The, the motorcycle sequence yeah. where, mm -hmm. you know, there and there are sequences where Barry was Barry and the teacher were confronting someone at the end of the season. That was a great set piece too, and how that all ended. Um I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but I just think it's you could really <clears throat> Bill Hader is such a great uh communicator. I brought this up too, you know. It has this feeling of improv where it's yes ending itself, you know? So if this is true, therefore this is true. And yeah. so it always feels like the stakes are raising higher and higher and that they're able to add something else. So it doesn't yeah. feel we're like, oh, I know what the beats are coming. I yeah. know what the next beat has to be. It feels like he has this freedom to like, well, what if we did this weird thing? Or what if we did this thing? Because if that's true, then this also has to be true and we can elevate the circumstances you know yeah um i don't know it's such a fun watch and they yeah. do such a good job of playing with uh tone in the sense of making things playing so real and yeah. then inserting just the silliest things in the most straight-faced way you yeah know? and that's like that's as good bizarre as it gets as bizarre it, as it gets it's so bizarre at times but yeah what they do is they play it so straight and once you play it straight you can add you can sprinkle in this weird bizarre moments and it stands yeah. out and it's yeah and and it's got it, it's so like you said it's so straight-faced it's so such like a honest uh depiction of how real people would react to certain things yeah you know, like certain situations that they find themselves in, like um, Barry uh, is faced with his old war buddy pointing a yeah. gun at him, like, and he just completely breaks down. Or Sally in the elevator with her coworker who stole yeah. her series, and Dude. and Sally uh, when she gets uh, spoiler alert with Sally when she gets choked out, which has been her mm -hmm. whole like struggle throughout the series of her dealing with kind of this physical abuse and when it finally yeah. like when it happens to this level and yeah. she kind of has this cathartic release you know what i mean like it that was i was holding my breath during that moment you know and i i'll be honest i'm not like a sally head i'm not a huge fan of her character <laughs> yeah, yeah and i no, think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's obviously the point of yeah, her character yeah, yeah, yeah. um but man that moment was yeah utterly I mean, kind of just like horrific in what was happening, but also beguiling, like just and and beguiling is probably the wrong word, but just transfixing you because you felt that re you, you felt yeah. that release of her just like rage. Uh, it was insane. Uh, but yeah, throughout this whole show, just does such a fucking wonderful job at doing that. It also does a great job at like making people and situations so frustrating. Like yeah. people, like people trying to get a word in, and just the other person just talking nonstop or whatever. But um, I I wrote this down because like I kind of zipped through season two and then found myself in season three. But like one of my favorite episodes uh, has been episode five in season two, uh, Ronnie and Lily. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, for context for the listeners, this was an episode where 
uh, Barry is going to uh, has been cornered by um, the cop who was a partner to the other cop who I forget her name uh, who he killed uh, she was the girlfriend of his theater teacher Mr. Cousineau uh, Mr. Cousineau uh, Mr. Cousineau's girlfriend's uh, partner's <laughs> partner yeah uh, he he tells Barry to kill his ex-wife's boyfriend. Yeah. Who the 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 fucking staging, the blocking of this, and like you were talking about camera movements, everything was so deliberate in this episode. And how he steps into this house, where he everybody else thinks he's going to kill this dude, but he's yeah. going in there with the intention of letting him go. He's like he has a very clear plan of how to just get out of the state for a while and he lays it out to the guy and weirdly enough the guy seems to be complying and you know you notice these things like he walks into this trophy room <laughs> and it's like oh what a, you're that's what, you're I mean, what a great reveal as it yeah. slowly pans and he realizes just, he's fucked up the whole room the whole room and then you're just like is this guy about to like do some crazy shit, and it comes at the like just most unexpected moment, and it's so beautifully played, and you feel the weight of like he suddenly just drop kicks him, and you feel the weight of that, and he goes right through a, uh, his uh, bedroom cupboard door, as fucking just and the great. camera and movements they... too are just like slow, like voyeuristic, slow, slow. Yeah, it's you know what I mean, and so you, you have this be... high action. But a yeah. slow camera movement, and so that works well together, you know? You feel the struggle, if anything, more, mm -hmm. just because it's so painfully drawn out. Yes. Because both of these guys, you feel like, they're actually, like, worn the fuck out from having a fight. It's not just, like, snappy quick shots or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, yeah. snazzy choreography. It's, like, this guy, like, two men who are well-learned in two different styles of fighting yeah. but both equally effective and it, you, you just feel it's so much intensity it's such a well done episode and, uh, and like you were like, saying to all your points it's just like the stillness of it the bizarreness of it just the 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 no need to rush it's just like letting yes. it play out and we're witnessing play out but it's got you on the edge of your seat and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, give me a break. Like, what's going to happen such a next? good example, too, because uh, of this uh, plussing and, and adding uh, because, you know, you go to the writer's room and you think like, okay, well, this guy has a daughter. What if the daughter is a badass fighter, too, who is being trained by her father, who is a badass fighter? And yeah. so you go on that, that thought and you have Lily which is the daughter of this badass fighter who goes up against Barry. And so it just elevates into this like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And it also goes into this bizarre place. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good example of how she turns into like a rabid dog, like a, yeah. a feral child, uh, which is like equally hilarious. And again, like Terrifying. bizarre and, yeah. and disarming yeah you're just like what what do you even fucking like because they're already met with the 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 struggle of like oh fuck do we have to kill this child are they gonna actually yeah. kill her and obviously barry's trying to like save her too but of course like she just walked in on him having just killed his dad or so he thought 
Right, right. And I just remember being like, <laughs> God damn, so much shit happens in that one episode. It's so crazy. Like, it's such a whirlwind. It's so brilliant, brilliantly done. Um, yeah, I mean, if there was any... I mean, it's like a perfect example of what Barry is, but also like a good one to get, like a good episode to get to for anybody who's just thinking yeah. about watching that show. Like, there are so many moments and or episodes are really just wow you with just like how much surprises you just like you don't expect it's almost but like i was saying it's like it's almost like realistic what actually happens but you just don't think it's gonna happen yeah like you don't think that like johnny law is gonna try and catch up with barry or like yeah. any of the shit that is they're doing is going to have consequences and he's the main character you don't want him to go to jail yeah you kind of want him to stop killing people yeah but then again like it's also fun to see him in that mindset whenever he's uh sally goes to him about this friend and he's yeah. just like well i can start you know i could break into her house and start fucking with her kind of like <laughs> yeah. i don't have to hurt her i could just turn her life upside down like yeah. change the dog or just make things seem smaller or something like that and it's so like cavalier but fucking hilarious and you almost want to see him do that <laughs> you know yeah absolutely. Um, yeah oh, man I, and i'm thinking about like a spoilers for, for the last episode but that last scene when <laughs> You, you know he literally was like i'm done killing and then he goes in and it's like dude you just said you're done killing and he's going and then he gets caught and the the, the swat team comes out of the darkness and starts creeping in on him and then it's the same thing where the camera movement slow and they take him away and you're left in this shot where you, you're in the living room but you see um you see through the window and there are these frames and Kusino's in the right frame. Like, literally, there's three uh, window panels. Kusino's in the right panel. <clears throat> the dad uh, of the detective that died by Barry's on the left panel. And you see all this madness happening. You're in the living room, which is quiet. And uh, things happen, things happen. Lights, flashing lights. Barry's dragged. Kusino shakes hands with the dad. And then things go quiet. And then the dad's alone. And he's yeah. left alone in the small frame. And it's like, it tells so much emotion and story Yeah, that it's like, th that, that's what I love about it is just, there's so much to each scene and so much intent that it's so, it's so yeah. great. And I'm looking, and I love, it's short, it's a short season. Like it's three seasons, short yeah. seasons, like get into it. Like eight episodes, 30 minutes a piece. Uh, and they're just fucking wild. The journey that you, like, when you think back on it, it's pretty fucking wild. And, yeah. like, to your point about that, it's just, just, uh, I'll repeat, it's just, every, even though what happens is unexpected, it's also totally organic and completely right. Yeah. Like, you think that he's gonna face off with this dad who's pissed off and vengeful, and everything leading up to that point you think man this is this going to be like another fucking face off with Barry kind of thing no he played it he played it truthfully and he went to the cops pure and simple he God. he didn't yeah. he didn't want to get his hands dirty and why would he he wanted probably what was the worst case scenario for Barry at this point
if we can make this, I want to get Miguel onto Barry. If we can make this a Barry podcast too, that would be incredible. <laughs> no, um, I'm just, as soon as like I, again, I don't know why it took so long for me to catch up, but like obviously I got through these two seasons in the last yeah. week, and I'm so glad I did. It's like it's such a perfect, perfectly done show. Uh, and I mean, it, you know, it, not it's a show that it, it's a show that makes me want to make things do you know what i mean like i want to i watch it and i'm like god i want to create stuff again like i i I, i'm working on this thing where like i do simple like editorial videos but i want to make like narrative shit again and it's getting me excited i really want to do it's original yeah Yeah. it it's thought-provoking you know it's not like take notes disney like i have (laughs) bill hire bill Hader, get him on yeah. board you know it's like yeah i mean it shows like this that know their limits uh they know their story like they know where they're going with it clearly i feel like like everything is so deliberate and um equally effective so i and i think this is one of those shows that could easily like stick the landing and I mean, I assume there's going to be another season after this. Yeah, I think so. Or, or I hope so. I mean, so, uh, and so, so many things could happen, and/or just like completely take you by surprise. So, yeah, if you're not on Barry, get on Barry HBO Max. Uh, time to pay up. Time to pay up. <laughs> uh, you know, something that I didn't have to pay up for, and I just got free with my iPad was Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and you I did. Think the next show you're talking about. It is an <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Uh, yeah, Ted Lasso. I saw you highlighted. Yeah, I um, we Sarah and I finally got Apple TV Plus, and we got into Ted Lasso season one. Took a little bit of a break. Needed something funny and warm to watch. Yeah, and man, uh, season two lives up to all those it expectations. Does. Man, it just makes you feel so good, and it's genuinely funny. Uh, genuinely heartfelt. Uh, it's such a great show. So many great characters. Um, you do, it's just like that. One of those like warm hugs of the show. Um, I can't believe. I, had, I, I just oh, want to say I ahead. can't believe. I can't believe that uh, one of those characters took a turn that he did at the end. Uh, I haven't got and, there yet. I haven't got there yet. Okay. Well, I won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh but man. I, okay. I, I, I will. I will say this then. Sorry. I will say this. Um, that I can't believe this show got spun off of a like four SNL minute, character, right? Uh, was it? Was I think a... it was a um a commercial for a soccer league. Oh, it was just like a NBC like funny commercial, uh, that he was in, and then they just spun <laughs> into a TV show. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, finally I had a busy weekend. I went to go see... Uh, Sarah and I had a movie day on Sunday, and we did a double feature. We saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, second time for me, first time for her. As far as I can tell, she loved it. Awesome. Um, laughs and tears were had by all. Uh, and still a good crowd. Like, the fact that that oh, really? movie is still... Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so granted, awesome. it, it was in a smaller screen. But uh, so the and it was like a responsive audience. So dude, I mean, yeah. this is like what two months into its release, man. 
I'm so glad that people are giving it a go. Um, and then we saw the Bob's Burgers movie, um, or Bob's Burgers the movie. I don't know how <laughs> which way it goes, but um, Sarah and I are big fans of it. We watch it every week, you know, when it airs, and uh, it's one of those shows we like to put on to go to sleep to, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, this movie didn't disappoint. I think also had a good <clears throat> had a good energy, had a good crowd, and. Um, I feel like you don't go and see this movie if you're not a fan of Bob's Burgers mm. already. Um, and honestly, you know, it was running at an hour and 40 minutes, yeah. which honestly was probably about 20 minutes too long. Okay. If I had to say, and not because anything was necessarily bad. Did the third uh, act run long? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little I feel like bit. That's, I feel like that's maybe where it was. Yeah. <laughs> a tendency. I haven't seen it, but I, I want. I'm a Bob's Burger fan too, but that's the impression that but I got when you said with that, that. The with that said, the energy and the charm is consistent throughout. Like, I think there was just like throughout the entire movie, there was a constant uh, level of giggles throughout the theater. Yeah. You know, just like so many like hilarious throwaway lines. You know, it's like the small stuff that really makes Bob's Burgers great. Yeah. You know, not, Gene being ridiculous big, and Gene, and, yeah, yeah, Gene has a lot of great lines and Tina and you know, uh, just like Bob's banter with anybody basically and was specifically he talking to food his in, in this food. Was he, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, about yeah. to say, uh, and it's just yeah, it's funny. Like you, it's all those like Bobisms uh, that you know this movie is all about, and uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously it doesn't try to make a massive spectacle or anything it stays relatively local uh so like okay, as cool. far as the setting goes it's not too wild or anything it, it does stays it have fairly... uh, musical elements to it like they usually oh do yeah sometimes? Okay. sarah and i so sarah and i went into it with a bet of how many musical numbers there would be okay because the average one will like episode will have maybe one yeah. Two at most. And uh, so I, I went in saying six. She said four. I think it landed right on five. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of them was like... Um, a reprise or something? A like... reprise. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was a reprise. So I don't know if it really counts, but... Um, it yeah, counts. How so about that? It counts. Yeah. It counts. Um, and they have... Yeah, they had an opening number. It was great. You know, just kind of setting everything up and... Oh, that's uh, an opening number. It was, it? yeah, it was a good, it was a good time. It was just a solid movie. Is it a movie? Like, is it like the fucking movie event of the summer? Absolutely not. Like, it's not trying to break waves or anything. It's just accepting what it is and yeah. just kind of sharing, sharing like the love. A, drinking a nice milkshake type of experience. Like, hmm, this is yeah. Nice. yeah. And it was like, it was perfect easy watching for after everything everywhere all at once like yeah we saw that in the morning went and got like some bites and some drinks feeling pretty good in the afternoon yeah went and saw the bob's burgers movies no oh, expectations awesome. whatsoever uh so yeah like an easy sunday afternoon movie i'm sure it'll be streaming in no time um in which case like it's a super easy watch to watch at home 
Like, it's just watching, like, three or four episodes back-to-back, basically. So, yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad glad we saw it. Like I said, it's, like, something Sarah and I love to watch generally. So, if you're a Bob's Burgers fan, give it a try. If not, just wait till it comes out in streaming. But it's a good, it's a good, uh, you know, ode to the show that we love. Sweet. And that's Uh, it, I think. So I was gonna talk about Barry, but we already talked about Barry, and uh, what you've got else? a shit ton. Yeah, I'm you, not gonna yeah, mention all this. Boy. I'm not gonna mention all this because I do want to talk about um, games with Miguel. With Miguel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna wait to talk about that one later, uh, and yeah. I also want to save this one later because for him as well. Uh, what I do want to talk about is the baby. Uh, so yeah. I talked about the baby earlier on HBO Max. Uh, HBO. It's HBO show, but I saw it on HBO Max. Uh, again, it's about uh, this demonic baby that keeps finding its way to mothers, uh, killing people as it goes, kind of like Final Destination style, where you know mm-hmm. people get put in circumstances with this baby and they end up dying, where these cops are like, okay, we're going to take care of this baby. Uh, the next shot, you see the police officers crashing into a tree and the baby's still there. You know, Someone's playing with the baby and ends up falling off a ladder and like killing themselves like these type of circumstances where anytime the baby comes in you're like oh shit people are about to die you know yeah. but it's funny as, as the show went on it started i think it started as a short and you can kind of feel it for me is because as the show went on it started develop diving into the lore of it a bit more like wh- yeah. where did this baby come from why is the baby here who is it affecting and it took some time I, there was a lot of fun to be had at the front end and i think they were trying to instill some uh like lore and some like emotional weight to it which you know i think yeah every story needs to have emotional weight to it but it um changed course a little bit for me where we you know when i went into the show i wanted to see the baby kill some things you know <laughs> and, it, and, it, yeah. and it and like as silly as it is it kind of got away from that a little bit and it's like oh yeah what i bought changed a little bit which is fine yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it wrapped up, I think this, this, uh, past Sunday. Um, and yeah, I think if you, it's an interesting, like a uh, British show. Um, if you want to see a funny horror about a baby attempting to kill things, you can, it's, it's eight episodes. They're all so out you, now. That yeah. was one thing I was going to ask, like, what, what's the tone like? Is it like, kind of like whimsical horror like or is it like is it in the vein of like i don't know like scary movie where it's outlandish is it just kind of like black comedy like scream or i know what you did last summer but with a baby or you said final destination so is it like that kind of energy or is it just like really dark like an a24 show or what's the feel oh yeah yeah i would say it's a little bit like it has it's whimsical, but it also p- tries to play it very straight and dark. Like, you know, like there are these people that are terrifying screaming with this very scary music. And then you, yeah. like, you see their faces and then you cut to the baby and it's just like a baby smiling. You know what I mean? Not doing anything. And then you is cut this back like and a, this person is terrifying. Is this CGI, the baby? No, that dude, that's the thing too. At least if they, uh, okay. it was CGI, it was like very well done. The, okay. This is a fantastic baby actor. I mean, I don't know how <laughs> they pulled it off. Um, yeah. I remember when I was watching Lemony Snicket's, they had a baby on there too, and they were able to like manipulate some of the things. 
But yeah. man, I mean, if they did with CGI, they did a fantastic job of like comping the baby's it. face to react yeah. at the right moments. But it was some great nice. performance by this baby. Um, <laughs> no, I, it, I feel it, like that would make or break it. Like that could yeah. be like a real. Oh, that's I mean it, exactly. Yeah, it, it okay. plays it. It plays it like it's HBO, you know. So I think yeah, yeah, uh, like an HBO show. It plays it as it's got you know it's shot well. It's like plays it pretty as straight as can be. Uh, great yeah. performances all around, and I think it is whimsical at parts and terrifying at parts, where it tries to instill like real horror. Um, but again, I think when you get to the lore part, you get caught into the story and emotion of that, so it kind of loses a little bit of that horror element and just becomes yeah. more emotional. So, uh, the baby, check it out. Um, Stranger Things, I, I, you know had to nurse a hangover and we binged the whole thing. Um, oh, I don't damn. know. Have you, have you seen, well, season four, have you seen any Stranger Things or? Uh, one and two. Uh, never got around to three. Sarah and I were discussing it the other day. I don't know if we'll actually do it or not. I it's mean, I guess we bin- need to. It's a, yeah, but... it's a very bingey show. And sure, yeah. like, once we got going, it does a good job of, oh, sorry. It does a good job of like making you wanting to see more. Um, yeah, but I think it keeps going with not in a bad way. I know a lot of people sometimes complain of it being like member berries where it's like, oh, it's playing off of these other 80 tropes and movies. But for me, it's yeah. fine. Like I enjoy having a soup of all of these greatest <laughs> hits together. Um, sure. You know, it's fun. Uh, it's it still carries a lot of things from past seasons where they're trying to solve a mystery about something. They're trying to like yeah. Scooby do this shit as Doctor Strange would say. Um, but in this one, you almost have like a lot of different storylines happening at once. And the episodes are getting really long. Like the last two episodes are like movies. Like feature where, length. They're yeah. like feature length movies. Uh, they're really long, but still it feels like we don't spend enough time with these characters because there's the storyline split so much wow. apart that you want to get a little bit more. And yeah. I won't spoil it, but in this season, you kind of get a little bit more attention from characters who don't, usually get a lot of attention which i thought was cool um i don't know i don't want to spoil it too much but um i'm excited to see the last sorry is this part one of a bigger season right so it's yeah it's part one of season four but like season uh, all the episodes that came out i think there were eight episodes and there are two more left nine and ten and that's it so it's not like a, a split down the middle or four or five and five. It's like most yeah. of it is already out. Um, okay. But it, it, for me, it's always interesting to see how they handle Eleven because she pretty much is like Superman and is like has these powerful uh, features. And yeah. uh, it's like, okay, well, this person can clearly just stop anything that's evil at any moment. How do you sideline this character? It's kind of like with Superman. It's like, how do you sideline the most powerful character ever? And so they kind of get her through this emotional journey. Um, I know you're only in season two, so I I think even so, I can't say too much. Um, But man, it has enough moments where I just want to keep going to it. And I enjoy enjoy this little bit. Um, Our Flag Means Death. I finally finished hey. our flag means death. I finished a lot of shows like that. That's I was a, like, yeah. I like started and then I finally finished uh, our flag means death. You know, I think the show really ramped up where at the beginning it was kind of a, for me, it was a little bit of a rough go. Like, yeah. but then it, it kind of got to a really good place at the end. Um, yeah. 
and turned into something else. So I was like, oh, this is a story Actually, about this now. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Instead it was, of, no, as you recall, I, or may recall, I, yeah. I had a complete 180 on it. I was yeah. very cold towards it at first, and maybe for the first four or five episodes, which I don't really know what says about the show, but uh-huh. by the end of it, I was utterly taken with it. Like, it was very sweet, and yeah. uh, I did eventually start to warm to the characters, and like you said, yeah, it was, it, it, you go into it expecting one thing completely different from it what it It was almost like two to shows that stitched together in yeah. some weird mm-hmm. way, you know? Like, the way, the way, if you watch the first and the last, you'd be like, is this the same show? Uh, yeah. But it's a weird, I, it's a weird a, thing. Yeah. yeah. The season two's coming out, uh, I think, sometime. And yeah. yeah. I think they're filming it later this year, maybe. But okay. uh, yeah, I mean, Taika, busy boy, man. I hope he keeps up with it all. Yeah, um, Our Flag Means Death is a, is a pirate uh, TV show on HBO with Taika Watiti and Rise Darby. Uh, and this this is a real character who's the gentleman pirate who basically abandoned his family to go become a pirate, except he still maintains all the gentleman qualities of it. Um, and he meets Blackbeard, played by Taika Waititi, and um, they join the crew, and, and Blackbeard has a fascination with this gentleman pirate who clearly isn't as barbaric as he is. Um, yeah. And the kind of story goes from there. But... Yeah. No spoilers, but uh, no spoilers. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's it's an easy watch for anybody Ed, just wanting something light and hearty. And Ed, there's, what were you gonna uh, say? There's a podcast called The Dollop. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> the Dollop. Nope. Uh, so they actually do a uh, ep- it's like basically a um, a person tells a his a, like you know a a historical event to a comedian. Yeah who doesn't know what the story is about at all. So the comedian is just kind of riffing and responding to all the ridiculousness of the story. Um, They did an episode on Blackbeard. And if you liked uh, Our Flag Means Death, uh, Steed is in that episode of Blackbeard. And they talk about Steed, how he basically won't go away from the crew. Like he, he keeps popping up as a character. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you want like something to listen to in the background, I think it's like an hour and a half podcast. Uh, the Dollop, Blackbeard, look it up, and and it's okay. a fun story. With comedi- On it, with, Oops, sorry. with comedians. Um, Blackbeard. Uh, I'm watching The Boys. I'll talk about that later. And there's some other things uh, that I'll talk about. But you know, I think that's pretty much all I want to chat I about. This like one. there was one that I wanted to ask you about. Which one? I might be wrong. You may have just mentioned both of them. That one? <laughs> I'll be more efficient. Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, the great. Oh, that one I wanted. Okay. So I don't know. I who... have been yeah. intrigued by this show. Uh, I like the idea of it, but I haven't yeah. watched a single thing about it. I feel like Sarah and I, like, it could be one for me and Sarah to watch, you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be great. good to have an opinion. The Great is, it is? is, is great. Uh, you okay. know, my Sarah, she watched it, she enjoyed it, and after my brother listened to our podcast and heard me complain about Nicholas Holt uh, saying, you know, he's my cilantro as an actor, he's like, <laughs> w- watch uh, The Great. And so yeah. I was like, okay, Sarah watched it, uh, you know, he's recommending it again. And so I started watching it, and man, let me tell you what, you know what? I kind of dig Nicholas Holt now. 
This show yeah. has convinced me uh, that I like him as go. a character. I think he plays a character that suits him for some reason in my mind. Um, it's about you know kind of- uh, uh, this French, uh, this Parisian woman who gets married to a Russian in like uh, the emperor, like Peter the Great, the Peter the Great's yeah, yeah. son, um, and she's like gets a married- fop, right? He's yeah, like a like- foppish kind of. I've never heard know, of foppish flamboyant before. Yeah. Fop, like, yeah, like flamboyant and just like very vain and... Very vain, uh, very into himself, doesn't care about his country, yeah. the country's at war, you know what I mean? It's yeah. all about him and like women are put down and so she obviously is put into a situation where she's kind of needs to marry him. It's, it's a very well, it's very good. Uh, the okay. great, is, I would recommend it. Um, but the only thing that trips me up about it is it's the situation where you have British actors playing roles that are not British. Like this is a Russian character and a French woman. I don't see a but problem. They, but I don't see a problem. <laughs> you don't see a problem. What are you going to do? You're going to have Russian and French subtitles. I, well, it's I think funny because I, I, I didn't know this was a, a Russian character. Like, you know, when Sarah oh. was watching, when my Sarah's watching it uh, and yeah. she, I was like, Oh, this has to do with like, some sort of British English thing. royalty. Yeah, English yeah. royalty that's happening. And then as I go on, I was like, wait, what's happening? This is Russia and a French. <laughs> and so it's just like a thing where that commonly happens in movies and TV where, you know, you get British people playing just other European and Russian. <laughs> We're Russian. pretty uh, universal. That's what yeah. I mean. They're universal for everything. <laughs> what was it, the movie? The, uh, was it Valkyrie with Tom Cruise? Where yeah. like it was the Germans, but they all had British accents. You but know? you know what? If they had all tried doing just like a hint of a German accent, it would have sounded awful. Well, you and could have hired here, German sure. actors, you know. Well, yeah, but then you don't get as big a reach. Like right. that, that's See, when this is the that's studio when you lose. No, I know it's, but it's like honestly though. I mean, I'll watch like a subtitled show or whatever, but it is like you lose a big chunk of your audience because people just don't want to do that, unfortunately. Um, I know. Well, you but, know what? Get, put, put ones... I don't know. I, I just I just think that's crazy to me how we have, like... Oh, it is. The uni- Brit- British people have the universal take of, like, all other yeah. countries. <laughs> we can play anything we want. We class um, it up. Uh, before we end, I do want to hit these questions we that we some, got. Yeah, we, maybe we can just spit quickly, spitball them uh, real quick. Ed, do you want to ask his questions, and then we'll just sure. All right, at, boom. H- at Hunt five four or oh, five one four, uh, our good friend Darian, I want to hear your thoughts on the wire, and if you'll have started or watched We Own the City yet. Uh, he actually messaged me about. We own the city. I know it just started. I believe it's on Hulu. Um, and yeah, I I, I want to say it's a continuation, if not directly. It's kind of like in the same universe as The Wire, which everybody knows as the uh, critically, uh, universally acclaimed show on HBO. Uh, uh, sorry, I have you already seen it, Luis? Why? You know, quick, 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 quick answer. I haven't seen it. I know it's uh-huh. a great show. Look, I've been I've been trying to see it for so long. Um, you know, when you're with a partner, you always have to yeah. manage your shows. Of course, and that's always been the difficult thing of like, what show are you watching? And that's like a that's a five season show. So and I've taken like, I, I've taken it upon myself just to watch it on my own at this point. But yeah, and HBO shows back then so many episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so many episodes. So it's I not will. Just like I know. A quick I turn. will. I know. And I will. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. 
Darian, I have watched it. Luis has not. Miguel has watched it. I know he loved it. And I do plan on watching We Own This City. Uh, just had to catch up on some Barry first. Uh, from Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> okay. Okay. But what are like five things you each like about Miguel? All right. What's the next uh, question? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> He's fun. That's he's fun. Yeah. He's jovial. He brings the mood up every time. He has great insights, and he is a generous person. How about that? Boom. Yes. I mean that kind of nails nails on the head. Um, from uh, Lily and XOXO. <laughs> I don't. Um, do you know this person? I know who it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? Uh, personally, I don't think it's a sandwich. I don't consider it a sandwich. A hot dog is its own thing. Um, sandwiches, uh, you need two pieces of bread, not a roll that's cut. All right, listen, we can, I, I, I don't want to keep this podcast long because we got to complain about it last <laughs> time. But I, I've had this discussion before, and I will say I, I, I have fallen to, the, uh, to this answer. I think a hot dog is a sandwich now. After debating about it, because let me ask you this: Is a Philly oh, somebody won you is, over? Is a Philly cheesesteak a sandwich? No. Okay. A Philly cheesesteak is not a sandwich. I, I don't know what. It's different when you like put cook shit in it. Okay. We're, we're, <laughs> I think. Well, you know what? How about this? Know. How about this? We'll it's bring a broad this term. up. We'll bring this up with Miguel again, and then we'll talk about it because we we can have a whole special episode about if a hot dog is a sandwich. But that's true. That's true. Um, and then I'm going to pick just like maybe one of the questions that Sarah put to us. Uh, shout out to Sarah Maya, the mother of my child. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Um, blue or green jello? Ooh, I'm going to say green because blue jello scares me. <laughs> Do you want to give any context? <laughs> scares you how? I think, I think it's just the look of it, right? Or is yeah. there different flavors? Is there flavor? I thought all the Jello taste the same. They're supposed to be. Uh, they do basically taste okay. the same. Like you really have to concentrate that shit. <laughs> you have but, to be um, a Jello. Uh, what's it called? Sommelier to be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, hint of orange flavor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think I would go green on this one too. Okay. Uh, I'm not used to blue. You don't I'm see a lot of blue, blue Jello out yeah, there. It's yeah. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Call me conservative, but I like me a blue Jello. <laughs> all right. Oh man! Oh, and I, I do like this question. Real quick, what is your preferred movie, food, or drink? Ooh, I yeah. I'm not like I don't like eating heavy food while I'm watching a movie. Uh huh. Because you're just sitting still for that long. Yeah. It's gonna make me sleepy personally. Yeah. It's not the same for everyone. Uh, you know, I used to be able to have a hot dog. Can't do it anymore. I don't like popcorn. I'm wow. You don't like I love popcorn. No, I yeah. love me some chocolate raisins. Yeah, yeah. Um, in England, you would have this thing called pick a mix, uh -huh. where you could just make a bag of, you know, you select gummies and candy and stuff, and put it in a That's bag cool. and weigh it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they oh, have that yeah. at all the theaters. They don't have that over here. It's weird. Um, so chocolate raisins or raisinets, whatever. And favorite drink, Ooh, man. I don't mind. I like I like sipping on a whiskey throughout a movie. Uh, yeah. Because one, it doesn't make me pee. 
Ah, uh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. It is, uh, and I don't know. Anything else? Yeah. If, if anything, my my main goal is to just get through the movie without having to go to the toilet. Yeah. So I don't do sodas. I don't do beer wow. that often. If I do have a beer, I like sip on it very, very conservatively to get me through the whole movie. Like when I know the third act is coming up. Pound it. Then I start kind of, yeah, it's like, all right, let's go ready. <laughs> uh, so those are my choices. Yeah. Go ahead, Luis. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I used to not get stuff because it was so expensive, but now that I'm an adult and I oh, make man. money, I can get it. So <laughs> usually it's popcorns, pretty standard. Uh, when I'm feeling feisty, I'll get some like garlic Parmesan nuts, like roll, like um, like breading, you know what I mean, at AMC. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, now when I lived in Texas, in movies, I would always get a pickle. Uh, I came to California. Interesting. And they were like, oh, yeah, so like, well, my Sarah, she'd be like, can I have a pickle? And they laughed at her. They're like, a pickle? Huh? Are you kidding me? What? They don't sell pickles in California. So we bring our own pickles to the movie theater. And we had this there one dirty look from the audience members. They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and we just had a pickle. Uh, so a pickle, popcorn, sometimes like these little, like uh, almost like Wetzel pretzel, uh, garlic yeah. Parmesan stuff at AMC really good i i am a beer person just because i will pound the whiskey too fast because uh i'll just drink it really quickly um and if not just a standard coke uh if i'm feeling feisty maybe uh you know vanilla coke they have those amc machines uh coca-cola machines where you can choose your flavor so i'll I'll just like uh suicide it where i'll choose a bunch of different flavors because i'm crazy like that Um, i assume the amc stubs thing gives you free concessions every now and again right yeah so it'll give you if you want a medium popcorn you can get a free upgrade to large with amc a list and then after spending so much money you get five dollars off on stuff so right cool um but yeah you know there what? you go. There you go. You. We did Audience. the podcast without Miguel. Yeah. I think we should do it more often without him. No, I'm kidding. We missed him. I we missed him we dearly. Miss him. I can't wait to have him back again. He'll be fully refreshed from his vacation. Um, I don't know, Ed. Do we have anything else to say? No. Uh, maybe we'll do another listener question next week. Maybe a bit more specific, but uh, you know, it worked somewhat. It works uh, somewhat. Yeah, so, I liked it. And, and we could bring back the sandwich get... question, and we could bring up some more Sarah's questions that we love. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the hot dog question. Yeah. We want to get you guys in the conversation. So exactly. if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts about Obi-Wan, if you disagree about uh, our thoughts on Obi-Wan or any movie that we bring up, bring it up to us and let's have a discussion. I know we kind of just run about things but yeah. uh we want to we want to hear opinions and maybe you can enlighten us honestly the show has such a small audience if you want i bet you could have a guest appearance we you know what if you want to chime in for yeah. a little bit we can have you pop in talk for a subject it'd be amazing but exactly until next time listen i've been luis gonzalez and with me of course has been ed Bull. and until next time later gators later gators